Today's episode is sponsored by More Labs. More Labs offers vegan and gluten-free supplements with proven ingredients to help you fight everyday stressors. Hangovers can be rough. Morning recovery is designed to reduce the negative effects after drinking and boost your body's natural response to post-alcohol recovery. Aqua Plus Probiotics and Aqua Plus Immunity are hydration mix options to help with gut health or immune health. Lacking energy? Check out Liquid Focus, a better-for-you energy drink that's designed to boost focus and provide clean, smooth energy. Sleep is the key to the best version of yourself, so try Dream Well, a holistic shot made to help you fall asleep quickly and give you a better night's rest. Can't decide? The Life Hack Pack is a variety pack containing their morning recovery, liquid focus, and dream well. Use the code GJWT to get 20% off when you check out at morelabs.com. That's GJWT at morelabs.com. Welcome back, everybody. Today's episode, we'll be talking about things that make us happy, our fall skincare routines, the girl-to-girl segment covering biggest struggles of our 20s, and listener Q&A. Hello, everyone. I'm Diana. And I'm Naomi. And this is Girls Just Want to Thrive. It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk to women who are thriving not only in their careers, but in life. We'll discuss current and relevant topics in beauty, wellness, dating and relationships, and self-care. We would love for you to join our new community for uplifting women from all walks of life. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to be the first to hear new episodes every week. Okay, so for the first segment, let's talk about things that make us happy. And more specifically, let's talk about five things, the five things that make us happy all the time, no matter what. Ooh, that's a tough one. It is. (laughs) You don't want to have super cheesy answers like reality TV, because yeah, that might make you happy, but does it make you happy all the time? Right. It makes me angry a good bit, so that's not on my list. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say the first one that makes me, I guess, happy most of the time. I don't do this religiously, but meditation helps like balance out my mood. So I start off on a good note or throughout the day, I'll pick a time to meditate and it just calms me down from any busyness or lack of busyness going on. Yeah, that's a good one. The first one I noted down was sunsets. Mm. I am forever fascinated and obsessed with sunsets and will run out the front door of my house to take a picture. Like I have a million and five sunset pictures from my front door that no (laughs) one ever sees. Like I don't ever post them to Instagram or Facebook, occasionally on Instagram story. But when I look back through them, they're all about the same, but I find like each one spectacular (laughs) and I just find happiness out of it. Yeah, sunsets are pretty cool. Just to see all the colors blending together, honestly, looks like a painting. Yes. 
The next one for me is watching movies Mm -hmm. makes me happy. And now it depends on the movie. Obviously, like a sad movie doesn't make me happy. But usually comedy or action thriller makes me happy. It just gets my blood pumping and just the adrenaline a little bit with the thriller movies. And then the comedy makes me happy because I like laughing. So that's an obvious one. Yeah, you can't go wrong with movies. I mean, even sometimes watching like a sad movie will even make you feel happier afterwards because maybe you cry during the movie. So or yeah. maybe some sort of sense of relief from watching like a sad or like a scary movie. So I can completely relate to that. I put my second one as my pets because I'm obsessed with them. And of course. <laughs> I also put it as like a subtopic of that, just like cat videos and dog videos i will never get sick of those and they will forever make me happy watching them which is why i'm in like four cat facebook groups and like four dog groups and a lot of the pages that i follow on instagram are cat and dog pages (laughs) so no shame wow (laughs) that's funny i can see those cat videos do make me happy um especially the kitten ones those are Mm -hmm. so cute precious Yes. The third thing that makes me happy is listening to music. Again, depending on what music I'm listening to, but usually the music I listen to makes me happy regardless if it's sad or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, specifically 80s music always puts me in a good mood. So I would say that makes me happy as well. Do you have a favorite 80s artist or favorites? Um... Like what are your go-tos? Oh, I don't know. I listen to a lot of one hit wonders, but oh, okay. yeah. I like Duran Duran, Depeche mm-hmm. Mode. Love Depeche Mode. Huey Lewis in the News. Yes. Janet Jackson, Paul Abdul, along those lines of 80s music. It's a good mix. Yes. I put as my third one baths. I love a good soak. We and know this. <laughs> but I mean, It's something that I'm happy about. So it's something I'm going to keep talking about. So Mm -hmm. baths, simple as that. Just baths. Yeah. I could take one every single day. And quite frankly, this week I have like every day. Guys, like I don't like showers, but I'll do like a full cleansing routine in a bath. Like I can, I can do that, but I can't shower. I, I don't know what, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I'm like a... I was going to say like a giant tadpole, but maybe like a mermaid sounds better. Yeah, that sounds (laughs) much better. (laughs) Sorry, guys, scratch that. A giant mermaid. That's why I like baths, not showers. Not a tadpole. (laughs) Ew, why did I? That was the first thing that came to mind was tadpole. Well, if we got frog lovers out there, then they'll appreciate that comment. Do you use like bath bombs and stuff or just regular soap for the bath? I've been using more so like Epsom salts. Okay. Um, I find that a lot of the bath bombs will leave like a film on me or in the bathtub. And then I have to clean it up afterwards. And if I don't like cleaning myself, like why am I going to clean up the bathtub again afterwards? Exactly. So I, I tend to go for like lavender scented Epsom salts just because I feel like they dissolve a little bit better. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. The fourth thing I enjoy doing, again, depending what it is, is reading. Mm. I love reading, especially as of late. 
Um, I just get so entranced by the story, depending on the book, and I can really, I really have a good imagination when it's being written. Mm-hmm. So I just love that, and it makes me happy to like have characters that I can relate to or feel sympathy for. So that's another one. I'll definitely let you take that one because that one is not going to make it onto my <laughs> what makes me happy list because I. I feel like reading is a chore to me, and no matter how hard I try, I can't seem to get over that hump to where I'd rather like read a book versus like binge watch The Office or something. So don't you I read don't for work a lot though? Um, sometimes, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe that kind of ruins it. Yeah, I I get in these little bursts of where I want to read, but as far as happy all the time, it's not making my cut. <laughs> <laughs> The fourth one that I put, which is just going to sound super cheesy, but it's just one-on-one quality time with my fiance. I mean, we could be doing nothing or we could be fully immersed in an activity or watching a movie or TV series, but just like that one-on-one quality time. I really, I think that might be one of my love languages. I haven't done that test or I haven't like read up on it to see like what my love language is, but Mm -hmm. I think that one probably is since that made my list. Yeah, that makes sense. The last one for me is I actually forgot what it was. Never mind. <laughs> I know it's tricky. So I I ended up listing out four and then I put one down as like an honorable mention that would be like my fifth because I feel like it could probably apply to every person's and it's just yeah. your health. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Take and that it, it may be something that's a little bit more big picture and that mm-hmm. it's something that we just take for granted, but it's important to keep in mind. So I put that as my fifth one. It's good, but it's not maybe just specific to me. Right. Um, I think the last one I like is working out any sort of physical activity makes me happy. Get those endorphins flowing, whatever they do. <laughs> that usually makes me happy. Just I feel good about myself afterwards. So That's a good one. Yeah. And I would encourage you listeners to make this quick and easy list for yourselves. And I feel like it just helps bring clarity into what truly makes you happy in life. And it can be something of a reference of when you're feeling down or if you're unhappy as a reminder of what you can do to like, quote unquote, turn that frown upside down. At the beginning, it seemed like it was going to be a super cheesy process of listing out five things that make you happy, but it really just, it stands with what your kind of like your core values are. And what do you do to take time for you? Definitely. All right, next up is our fall skincare routine. We love skincare on the show, so talking about skincare is just it's not it's not gonna disappear. Yes, it's not. It's not (laughs) going away. Sorry about it. But I pretty much stick with the same products except I change up my moisturizer. Mm -hmm. I usually do something that's a little more hydrating in the fall, winter, instead of like sunscreen or something that's not as oily on my skin for the summer and spring. Right. So I've been using the Bliss Thirst and Quench Moisturizer. You can get it at Target. It just smells really good and it feels so good on the skin. It almost has like a cooling effect as well. Mm. And then, of course, when you use a face roller afterwards, it just soaks into your skin and gives this like nice, dewy, hydrated looking Mm -hmm. skin. It gives like a little 
chef's kiss on the end of your skincare. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a fairly oily person. So my summer skincare routine and beauty routines tend to consist more of products that are heavily dedicated towards oil control and Mm -hmm. that mattifying effect. And what I've come to learn recently and when I say recently, I mean like as of two weeks ago, is that my skin type's really more combination, more yeah, so than name. it is oily. So I've always, just because I've had so much oil production, I buy anything and everything that will combat oil, things with Amazonian clay and just super absorbing products. But I've found that that ends up being too drying and ends up having more harm on my skin. So with the colder months approaching, I've tried to change the moisturizer, get some more hydrating skincare products in there. Um, The moisturizer that I've switched to now is the First Aid Beauty Intensive Repair. It comes in like a tub and just scoop it and slap it on your face. Whereas before I had, I think it was the CeraVe Moisturizing Lotion, which is great. It's just very lightweight and not that moisturizing at all which is great for if you are truly oily skin. But since I'm learning that I'm combination, I've noticed a huge difference with switching to that moisturizer. It's already made some changes in my skin texture. It's already made my skin a bit more glowy, which I thought I had to drink like 20 million gallons of water every day to simply change that. (laughs) But I'm happy with having changed to a new hydrating moisturizer and to see that effect. And I want to make a shout out to Skincare by Hiram on YouTube because I had watched a video in which he commented on new solutions to like common skincare problems. And there's always this misconception that deep moisturizing products will cause you to break out more if you have breakouts. And that's not necessarily the case. And I have noticed me personally that I've not broken out more since switching to the more hydrating lotion that it's actually helped. So if any of you are struggling or stuck, because I've suffered from my bouts of acne during this quarantine phase, and this does seem to be making a difference. So fingers crossed, it'll help some of you as well. Yeah, I definitely look at what products I use um, each season to make Mm -hmm. sure it actually goes with the season instead of just buying it because it looks good. No, that makes sense. And I feel like growing up, when you're a young adult or you're just going into college, you have like one set skincare routine mm-hmm. and it works and you don't change it for any season. Like for the most part, people right. don't change it. They use, they use one, it works. Why change it if it's not broke? But I feel like when you get into your 20s and your 30s, your skin really does change. And that's when you really got to start focusing on what is the more suitable products during those seasons. I'm not a doctor or a dermatologist, so don't mark my (laughs) words, but you may have been able to possibly prevent those issues from happening if maybe you were doing more of a tailored skincare routine when you're younger. Uh, That's just my guess is that maybe if you had set seasonal skincare routines when we were in like our teens, that Mm -hmm. maybe we wouldn't have this this big of like uh, overreaction of our skin now in our 20s and our 30s. But yeah, again, I agree. not a doctor. It's not clinically proven on our <laughs> podcast, but just an assumption. Yeah, yeah. Another product I change up is the type of face masks I use. So this mm-hmm. again is more hydrating and I don't notice if I break out or not during the winter, but I don't 
think I do as much. I think it just happens from stress mostly, not really what I eat and stuff. Gotcha. So two things is I change up my face mask. I usually do more sheet masks in the winter, fall because the product kind of soaks into your skin, but it's a lot of serums as well. So it's very moisturizing. Mm-hmm depending on which one you get. And the one that I use is the rehab one from Pacifica. Ooh, yeah. So in the blue packaging. So that one really helps to like wake up my skin and make my skin look less tired and not as dull. Love that. Love having glowy, less tired skin. (laughs) Yes, especially under the eyes. And then the second thing I do is take a supplement specifically for skin that like detoxifies the body of any like toxins or anything so that it doesn't pull out of your skin like pimples and stuff. Mm, Very interesting. Yes. One other thing to add, it's not necessarily like a false skincare, but just something to keep in mind more is as you're going into these colder and drier months is just to drink more water. I think that's just, mm-hmm. if you're, you're still drinking the same amount that you would in the summer, then you're actually not drinking enough. Hmm, what else? What else? I mean, I have to change my like makeup shade because I get pale AF. <laughs> <laughs> And, and fall, like the summer quote-unquote glow. I don't ever really get a summer glow, but that glow is gone. Yeah. So got to change the shade. I don't think I really change any other of my skincare products, to be honest. I think it's primarily the moisturizer. Yeah, that's a big one for me just because moisturizer is like the main product for your face. Yes. And it's the last thing I put on my face after I put on like a serum and my acne medication to prevent acne. Mm -hmm. So it's like the big part of your skincare routine and it's the last thing on your face and it's the part of your skin that's going to be exposed the most with that being the last product you put on. Well, for me, at least, because I don't wear makeup that much. But yeah. lucky bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I still have to put sunscreen on in the colder months. But actually, that's another thing that I do kind of tweak. I have a sunscreen that's a little bit more of a dry touch finish Mm -hmm. that I wear during the colder months because I'm wearing a thicker moisturizer. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It settles in better with the moisturizer than if I put like my standard sunscreen, then it just becomes like this greasy on grease and the makeup will just like slide off your face because I have to wear makeup. Oh, I don't have to. I choose to wear makeup. Let me clarify. Clarify nay. Oh, and one last thing is just that I tend to use some more like body butters or thick lotions on my body during the fall time. Mm -hmm. Primarily elbows, knees, feet, hands, things like that. Whereas in the summer, I just put standard lotion all over. Okay. Not yeah, that that's exciting, a good one. But... All right. So for today's Girl to Girl segment, we wanted to talk about biggest struggles of our 20s. Yikes. I listed out a whole bunch of possibilities of struggles. The first one being the I just graduated and don't know what to do struggles. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's a good one because I feel like you're not or most people are kind of lost after they graduate. Like you're in school, you have a schedule, you have projects you're supposed to do, you have deadlines. 
And then when you go to work, depending on what you do, it's just not the same. It's kind of you have more freedom. But again, it's all up to you. And you don't have like teachers to fall back on to be like, wait, what do I do? Or can I have more time to do this and stuff like that? Very true. Yeah, I would have to say that the I just graduated and don't know what to do struggle that I don't think I personally went through that. And I think that's because I was very thankful and lucky to have a job locked in before I graduated. I had already looked at and found apartments. I already knew who my roommate was going to be. And I had already signed up for a gym membership. So in a sense, I had already created like this full schedule Mm -hmm. and just simply had to move down there. So that transition, like that brief transition wasn't necessarily a struggle to me, I don't think. She also has an engineer degree, so <laughs> she's very smart. So I feel like kind of degree, it's not necessarily easier to get a job. You're just more susceptible to be more organized and have things lined up because engineering jobs are so specific. Yeah, and I would have to say that I got to give thanks to my mom and I vividly remember us having this discussion that she had told me it was about February of my senior year that I needed to get my butt in gear and find a job because I'm not allowed to come back home. Wow. And <laughs> mom, I know you're listening and you're going to say, I never said that. But I would not make that up. You said that and boy, it scared me straight. And I started resume posting like crazy, interviewing like crazy. So thank you for doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's a good thing to say to just motivate people to just get in line and just find something to do rather than just stay at home and just think about what they want to do and not actually take actions. Yes. And I think that leads into, and we've already kind of touched on that the next stage of the struggle, which is the, I'm in my first official post-college job or your official job, and Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing struggle. Right. One of the bigger things to realize when you first get a job is that they don't fully expect you to know everything and they want you to ask, but they're not going to go out of their way and say, does this make sense and handhold you through the process? Like you, if you want to learn more and if you want to get better at your job, you need to step up and talk to your superiors, talk to your other colleagues, like make those moves. That way you have a better understanding. And then once you become like more knowledgeable, you'll feel less worried about it. And it won't really seem so much as a struggle. It'll just seem like, oh, this is the routine. I'm I'm going, I'm going, I'm chugging along. Definitely. What's your next one? This one could also happen before the official job one, but whatever. I put the when I decide to buy versus rent a place struggles. Yeah, that's I feel like that's more post-college, maybe in your early 30s, just because not everyone has the finances right away after college to just buy a house. No, it's true, but I'm still in my 20s. And I know that this is a struggle that I'm personally dealing with right now. Yeah, same. I'm just getting money together. And I'm like, wait, should I rent first? And then when I get like a large sum of money enough to just buy the house instead of having to be pre-approved by a bank and then dealing with a mortgage and finding the right real estate. It's just a lot that goes into it, but it can be simpler. 
yeah, buying a house as an option seems a lot more daunting than renting because renting's very, I was going to say like very user friendly. They tend to put things into nice packages together and you don't necessarily have to go through like those big credit checks or anything. Right. And you know that you're going to be able to find a place to rent and there's going to be someone there to help you out if there's issues. Like yes. you can put a maintenance request, whereas once you get a home, you're on your own or you yeah. have to call people in and pay them. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. an adult struggle right there. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. There's more responsibility that comes with owning a house. So I think you should definitely keep that in mind. If you're not ready, don't force it. So I think I've come to the conclusion recently, I'm not financially ready. Mentally, I am, but (laughs) financially, not so much. And just not to force it because you don't want to be in debt and then have issues later on with like your credit score and stuff. So, so true. The next one I put on there is the where did all my friends go struggles? And I think that could really apply at any major phase in your life because it could also apply it when you're shifting from middle school to high school, high school to college. Definitely. But I think it's something that you're always going to deal with. I mean, friends come and go and you learn the ones that are the real true ones and that you keep in your life and that are not just friends out of convenience. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use the term friends very sparingly, but we had a lot of friends out of convenience when we were in college just because they were either our neighbors or interacting with them with sports or met them in our class. Now it's like you go to work and then whatever you do for hobbies outside of work is where you meet friends. And it's just a lot different. It is. And then the ones that you do keep as friends through your childhood, high school, college, if you've moved, it ends up just becoming a bit more of a planning process to coordinate meetups. Whereas Mm -hmm. before you were right there and you could easily meet up, you could walk over to their house, knock on their door, walk right in. Now, at least for me, that's not the case. I don't have many of my close friends here in South Carolina. So that's definitely a struggle that I'm dealing with that I don't think will go away. But it's one that you just deal with, you accept, and you make the appropriate plans and moves to meet with the friends that you care about. Yes. The next one I have that kind of goes in line with the friends thing is the my friends around me are all getting married and or having kids struggles. Yes, we're dealing with that right now, everyone. We're in our late 20s, so it's getting even worse the older you get. (laughs) (laughs) It's worse. (laughs) I just feel like it just happens like more rapidly as you get older. And I'm only 28, but I feel like my class is like done the marriage thing. Almost all of us are pretty much married. Mm -hmm. And then we have two people who are having kids now. So it's very, it seems very fast paced, but I'm like glad I'm not in that situation just because everyone has their own like life journey and at certain times things are meant to happen. So I feel like I'm in the right place to not have kids right the second or be married. Hey, and that's a great mindset to have, to not want to force yourself just to conform to what others are doing. Because like you said, everyone has different timelines for their life path. And it doesn't mean that just because right now you're not married or right now you don't have a kid because your friends do that you never will. Right. But it can be a bit overwhelming when you're getting photo overloads on social media. 
Yeah, that's the annoying part. I'm like, okay. It kind of gives you like FOMO. In a yeah, yeah, it does. I'm like, ah. But that probably won't go away because I hate to say it. We may end up seeing second marriages from some. You never know. Once you get into your 30s, sometimes it's either they're having their third, their fourth kid, or they're on to their second marriage. I feel <laughs> so, like that's going to be me, but uh, not, no. I won't speak it into existence, but... <laughs> hey, and if it ends up being that, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's sometimes fine. I've people, made peace with it. Yeah, I was going to say sometimes people have the thought process or believe that they were meant to have more than one love. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You do you. Uh, okay, and then one last thing that I had on here was the where do I want to be or where do I see myself in 5, 10, 15 years struggle? Yeah, I don't like doing those just because I don't either. I don't, I can't foresee the future. I'm sorry. I'm not psychic. I don't know. I don't like being asked those questions. And also, I feel like I'm a very nomadic person. So I feel like at certain points, I'll feel like I belong in this city and then mm-hmm. move on to a next city or maybe a different country. Yep. So it all depends on the timing. Yeah, I don't like those questions either. And it gets kind of annoying because I like to plan out things. I like to have to-do lists. I like to have schedules that why don't I have a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 15-year plan? And I've tried to sit down several times and do it. And I'm just like, maybe I'm just not at the right point in time to be thinking about those steps. Right. Like maybe I haven't gotten to a point where I'm maybe quote unquote secure enough to map out those ideas or I don't, I don't know, but I'm I'm in the same same boat as you in that I don't like being asked those and still struggling with that. Yeah, I just feel like I should let things be and see how they go and just go from there. Mhm. Oh, and I put one down just as like a fun one, and it's more so just a joke that one of the bigger struggles in your 20s is the hangovers. <laughs> that is true. I, well, so I've heard. I haven't had a drink. Last time was with you for New Year's. New Year's 2019, right? Yes. Dang. I'm having a drink right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I know. And that was my only drink that year. So I'm just not a drinking person, I guess. But yeah, the, I can imagine the hangovers do get worse the older you get because I've seen a lot of memes and stuff online. So I mean, they're bad enough in your 20s. So <laughs> I can only imagine how they would be when you're like 30 and not as maybe small as you were before. So Ooh. They, they get rough and they yes. will continue to get rough unless you just stop drinking as a whole. But I thought that'd be a funny one to end on there. <laughs> that is a good one. All right, listener Q&A. We have a couple questions some of you asked us. So the first one is, what are some fun ways for celebrating Halloween while still being safe? Great question. <laughs> is, would- is this suggested by like our city? Like our local cities, did they submit this question? Yes, they did. <laughs> I think just having, getting some candy from, I don't know, a drug store. They usually have them discounted the closer to Halloween. I say a drug dealer. 
<laughs> no, nay. Oh my gosh. Diana, you're sarcastic, so I don't know. Okay, next. Drugstore, yes. <laughs> Drugstore and just um, get your favorite candy and then binge watch a bunch of different Halloween movies. Preferably Ooh. ones you haven't seen before, maybe, just so you're surprised. Or maybe you could watch your favorite ones too. So it's up to you. Yep, I think that's a great idea. And just because you can't go out to Halloween parties or go out on the town doesn't mean you can't have your own little party in your own household. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan of getting dressed up for Halloween. It is my second, if not most favorite holiday of the year. So I love dressing up in costumes. And I think that's a fun thing that you could do. You could still dress up. You could have like a photo shoot inside your house. Use that automatic clicker, the Bluetooth clicker from Amazon that <laughs> we've talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, maybe do like a fun related Halloween activity, like carving pumpkins if you haven't already done that. Maybe cook or bake something yummy. And I also put on there to do some spooky movie marathon because I feel like that's just perfect. Yes. Mar movie marathons in general are always a, th a good idea. Yeah. And if you're already stuck inside, I mean, why not? Just bundle up on your couch, get some yummy snacks and melt into the couch watching those movies. Yes. Next question. I am interested in what tools you all use to create and maintain your social media posts. My favorite has to be Canva. There's just so many templates you can use and you can customize it to your own liking with the colors and the elements you add to it. So Canva is a good one. And then we use Hootsuite to schedule the posts. Yep. Canva is great for making your posts look a little bit more artsy because like Diana said, it has that template and you can sub out whatever photo or image that they already have with the one that you want to use. You can add text in the already created text fields. It just makes it very simplistic. You could also use like Photoshop, but I feel like that tends to be a bit overwhelming and definitely not as user-friendly, but some people like to use it, but we definitely lean more towards Canva as it's definitely the most user-friendly. And Hootsuite is it's a lifesaver on it is you get to map out the text or the caption that you want to be posted with the photo that you've created on canva you can pick and choose the platforms that you want it posted to yeah it's just it's so nice and you set the day and the time and poof it'll just go ahead and do it mm -hmm. so that those are the main two things we use for our social media mm -hmm. i think that's actually the only two things we use for our social media yeah it is. And I'm sure other podcasters use it as well and probably other social media influencers and celebrities, honestly. I thought that they always – they either had them prepped on their phone and would go ahead and post them or they had like their assistant sitting there waiting and they're like, now, and then they click post. I didn't know that they had these softwares out there that would – go ahead and have you schedule and they would post it. Oh, right. Technology, mm -hmm. man. Okay, last question. What can listeners do if they find themselves unable to keep their pets anymore? Mm. First off, it makes me sad to hear, but I know that pets are a huge commitment and know that whoever submitted this question, you're not alone out there. And if you find that you're not suitable in your point in life to have a pet, perfectly understandable. I would say if you're not in an urgent sense to get rid of the pet, then I would try maybe like Facebook Marketplace, Facebook Groups, or Craigslist. 
So using some more of those like social media platforms to create a post and try to draw some attention and some possible adoption opportunities. Mm -hmm. Uh, We personally got one of our cats from Craigslist and it was a super simple process and he's awesome. And I know that there's also different adoption platforms that are out there where you can sign up and list your pet. One of them is adoptapet.com. And that's actually where we got our dog from. And those platforms are more tailored to pet adoption specifically, whereas like Facebook, Craigslist, I mean, you could sell anything and everything on there. So it's a little bit hard in that you're competing with millions of other things, whereas the Adopt-A-Pet is very specific to pet adoptions. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because the users that are actually wanting to get a pet, whether it's a cat, a dog, snake, whatever it is, you can go on to Adopt-A-Pet and they have the different filters. So very similar to when you're searching for clothing options where you can choose your size, your price range, you can choose your breed, you can choose the age range. And it just, it makes it a much easier process to have more like viable contenders that are wanting to adopt the pet. Whereas like Facebook or Craigslist, you may have people that are a little bit flaky. Oh, and one last place, if it is an urgent scenario, then I would suggest like bringing it to a shelter or ASPCA. But please, please, please be sure to do research on the shelter and that you're not bringing them to a kill shelter. I mean, they're not going to openly market that they are a kill shelter, but do your research so that way you're not just bringing your your poor pet to be killed eventually. Yeah. Bad. Definitely do research before you give away your cat is or dog or whatever, your lizard, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's lots of options out there. So yes. whichever one you want to go down and I, I would definitely say to weigh it out, like, is this an urgent scenario where like, Let's say your landlord has come in and found that you have a dog and you're not supposed to have dogs and you need to get rid of it. That's definitely a more urgent scenario. And I would probably go down more of the shelter route or even, hey, post it to your your personal social media. You may have a friend that's local that would gladly take them. Or in a Facebook group, too. I've seen a lot of posts people do in Facebook groups. Yes. All right, Nay, it's that time. What's the quote of the day? Make someone smile every day, but never forget you're someone too. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share our podcast. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Peace.